Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Buckle up, everyone. Something crazy good is about to happen. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, and I am beyond excited to be here with you again for this week's episode, which features a special interview to celebrate the 50th episode and my one-year anniversary with the Women in the Middle podcast. I wonder what you're doing right now. You might be walking the dog, doing the laundry, driving to work, maybe chopping up some vegetables in the kitchen. Podcasts are so funny that way. They're so portable. Who knows what you're doing? Maybe we're in bed together just as you drift off to sleep. Or maybe I'm right next to you as you put on your makeup in the morning in the bathroom. Whatever or wherever we are together, it is perfect because I'm just so darn happy to be here with you right now doing whatever you happen to be doing. I'm here with you. You're here with me in podcast land. And I'm so honored and grateful for your support and interest in what I have to share. Thank you so much for being here. But like I said, get ready for something special. Today isn't just any podcast episode. Today is the 50th episode of the Women in the Middle podcast. And you know how much we love doing all things 50 around here. In our world, 50 is not just good. It's amazing. It's also time to celebrate, and do I have a treat for you. When I was thinking about how to appropriately acknowledge the 50th episode, I really had to think about it. I felt like Winnie the Pooh. Think, think, think. (laughs) And then it came to me. So let's get going. Today's episode of Women in the Middle kicks off a mini-series I'm putting together for you about why mentors rock in midlife. Specifically, we'll be talking about the unbelievable value of a midlife mentor, why you need a mentor in midlife, and also why it's amazing to be a mentor in midlife. I couldn't think of a better person to launch this series than one of the most significant mentors in my life, Brooke Castillo. Brooke is a master certified life and weight loss coach, instructor, and founder of the Life Coach School. She's also the author of several books, including If I'm So Smart, Why Can't I Lose Weight? and Self-Coaching 101. Many of you might also be familiar with her extremely popular podcast called The Life Coach School Podcast. Brooke has an amazing sense of humor and is extremely gifted as a coach and educator. She's one of the most creative and highly productive people I've ever met in my life, and I am absolutely thrilled to have had an opportunity to talk to her about what her mentorship has meant to me over the past few years. So, my women in the middle, enjoy the interview. Hi, Brooke. Thank you so much for joining me today on Women in the Middle. Oh my gosh, Susie. I'm so happy to be here. It's my pleasure. I am so excited to talk to you today because I really believe that mentorship is super important in midlife. I feel really strongly about it. And you, my friend, have been such an amazing mentor to me for the last four and a half years. That's how long it's been. And I'll never forget when I first met you in person. It was at your mastermind event in Santa Barbara. 
and you were sitting down, I was standing up, and we were both like a little surprised at each other's height because then you stood up. (laughs) (laughs) You're a little on the tall side. I'm a little on the small side. So you just never know what kind of a package your mentor is going to come in. And also, I didn't know yet at that point how important your mentorship would be in my life. You know, that's so interesting. As you're talking, I'm thinking about midlife and I'm thinking about mentorship and what a challenge it must be for most of us, especially if you're not in the coaching industry, to find a mentor, right? Mm -hmm. To find someone in midlife. Like, where do you go to find someone? to kind of mentor you through that. And because, you know, most of us in midlife aren't in school and we aren't taking coach training and we don't have that. And so I had kind of this just aha moment just when you said that. It's like, I think that's where life coaching really can be magic in midlife, right? I totally agree. And that's exactly what happened to me. So I was in a midlife funk for five years. Wow. Seriously, five years where I was poking around and I was trying to figure things out but I just didn't know how to get help. I didn't know anything about life coaching and I didn't really understand what the problem was. Mm -hmm. And that was really it. So I didn't know what I was craving. So there I was in my 19 year job. I was 27 years in the public sector. And now I know that I was stagnant and that I was craving Mm -hmm. growth. But at the time, I didn't understand that at all. I just felt off. I felt like life was passing me by. I know I wanted to do something, but I didn't, I just had no direction, no clarity, no nothing except misery. I I had misery. So (laughs) you're right. It it is super common in midlife and my job looked good on paper. And so many women say like, everything looks great. What's the problem? So now that I am a coach and an entrepreneur, My life is anything but stagnant. There there is like growth all over the place. And that's what I wanted to ask you. What do you think, why do you think it's so important to evolve and grow like this, especially in midlife? I think that, well, I think it's important to evolve and grow through your entire life. But I think the first part of our life, that's kind of our mandate, right? We always have something out there in front of us to do. And I think we have built-in mentors, right? Our whole young life. It's like we have teachers. Usually when we go to new jobs, we have managers and sometimes we get blessed with good mentors. And I think a lot of times when we're at a job for a long time, maybe we don't have a mentor or when we leave jobs, I think we lose. First of all, I think we lose that future focus. I think we lose growth, right? Because we stop thinking about what are we going to do in the next 10 years, the next 20 years. And so many of us in midlife turn our heads around and start looking at our past and start Mm -hmm. having regret and start thinking about things we wish we would have done. And you know, it's interesting as I think about this, wouldn't it be amazing if at, you know, midlife, whatever number that is in your mind, when you think about it, you were just immediately assigned a mentor. be amazing. Or if we as like a collective group knew like it's really important at this age to go hire someone or to go find someone and ask them to mentor you so you can at least have the conversation about where you're going and what you're going to do. So I I hope you're going to talk about this. Like what was it about having a mentor that helped you get out of the misery? Oh, well, it, it happens to be one of the things you talk about all the time. You always talk about how important it is to show your students what's possible. Mm-hmm. And really, that's what it was. So basically, you're like mentoring is just coming out of every pore of your body. It's in everything you do. 
Mm -hmm. um, it's with weight loss. It's with drinking less. It's with business. It's with commitment, with discipline, with coaching, with teaching. And you're so honest and authentic. And that's really what it was. When you see somebody reaching out and it's your mission really to do all of those things, you do start to see a future. Mm. And you get out of your mud pool <laughs> where you're just swimming around going, Ugh, everything is so hard and slow and, you know, and you just see, wow, there is a way to make change. There is a way to go forward. How is she doing that? So mm. it's so important and it really is in everything you do. Why do you think it's so important for you to show us what's possible? So by believing in myself and doing all my work on my own doubt, I'm able to see so much more clearly what's possible for me. And I think that as you were talking and you were describing me mentoring you, I, I can like vividly think about how much more I believed in you than you believed in you. A hundred percent. Well, that brings me directly to, <laughs> to a few very specific things that happened in our relationship where uh, it had to do with comfort zones. Mm -hmm. And this is really another way that you were a mentor. Like being a mentor, it happens in a few ways. Sometimes you don't even know that you're being a mentor. You're just doing your thing mm -hmm. at a high level. Sometimes you're absolutely guiding somebody or teaching somebody or believing in somebody. And one of those ways with me was this whole comfort zone thing. So um, you lovingly but very directly pushed me out of my comfort zone a few times. Very specific. These things pop out in my mind. One time it had to do with me spinning out on confusion and sucking at technology or wanting to think that thought. Another time it had to do with the vulnerability I was feeling about publishing a particularly personal blog. And another time it had to do with getting new perspective on my love affair with cheese. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and each time I learned some really important lessons that I needed in order to grow myself. I needed to go there to become the next best version of myself and, and squirm a little bit. So this guiding and challenging like this are such important roles for a mentor. And that is pretty much what happened with the podcast too. It was super overwhelming at the beginning. I knew I could count on you to help me name it, which was a huge relief because that just, I didn't even know how I was going to figure that out. And your podcast definitely helped show me what was possible mm -hmm. for others of us doing podcasts in this uh, part of the world, the life coaching part of the world. Can you think of a time that a mentor did this for you, pushed you right out of your comfort zone? And what did you learn? Yeah, you know, what's interesting when I think about a mentor, like when you first started talking at the beginning of the podcast, I was thinking like, how would I define a mentor? Because a lot of times the influence I've had on you as a mentor is very direct, right? Where I've said to you, where, you know, you've hired me to coach you and I say very direct things. But I also think a lot of mentorship is kind of indirect, right? Where you're talking about where you see someone who's an example, or maybe your mentor is someone that has written a book or, you know, in that sort of way that there's that guiding light that isn't you know, as direct. So I would say that I have been mentored by so many like beloved authors and also by so many people, mostly women out there in the world doing amazing things in their life, right? Doing exactly what we were just talking about, demonstrating what is possible. And I think that um, 
a lot of times what you were talking a little bit about comfort. A lot of times what we get comfortable in is very negative, but we don't recognize it because it's very familiar. Oh, so true. Yeah. And so I, um, I'll tell you a specific example where Martha Beck was a huge, um, influence on my life when I, you know, she was coaching me and I basically had told her, it was like one of those really significant moments where she, uh, I had told her, you know, I'm afraid of getting too big in my life. I'm afraid of being too successful because no one will like me. I won't have any friends. And she said something to me where she said, but nobody's really liking the true you now because you're not being the true you right now. So the friends that you do have don't even know you. And I get chills just even telling you that. Like it was so impactful to me. And you know what's so powerful about that one moment is I've revisited that lesson every time I grow, right? So it's like every time I go to the next level, I hear her talking to me. I hear her saying that like, yeah, you're risking people, you know, not liking you. But if you don't change, you risk people never really knowing the true potential that you could be. And so I have seen that happen so much in my life. And had I not had that experience, had I not had her as a mentor, my life would have gone in a completely different way, right? Completely different trajectory. So I think anytime we have the opportunity to present ourselves to mentors in in a really direct way, super powerful. And it requires that you're willing to be uncomfortable and vulnerable, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Nothing like (laughs) embracing vulnerability. Um, another way that specifically you were a mentor to me was with teaching opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I never had this kind of opportunity in my career before. And on several occasions, you offered me a chance to step up and be an instructor and a coach with new coaches and students at the Life Coach School. And I really felt um, the trust. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you were getting at with this Uh, belief. So it was something new. It was something I wanted. It was something I was a little bit nervous about. Um, But I really appreciated these amazing opportunities and I grew so much. And I I just, uh, I can't thank you enough for that in particular. I always, like, I remember as a kid, one of the things, one of the things I talked to my clients about is looking to their past, the things, their hobbies, the things that they that was, gave them joy and things that they thought about when they were young. Mm-hmm. And I was always fascinated with writing on a chalkboard. And I always had this image. Now, there aren't a lot of chalkboards anymore. Right. I always had this image of writing on a chalkboard and having that role in some capacity. Me too. Because you know what? We sat in classrooms and watched our teachers do it. And we're like, we want to do that because it's like inside of us. I it's love- so much. Yeah. And it, it just never happened. So I just, I don't know. I, I, can you think specifically of an opportunity where one of your mentors offered you something where you were a little nervous about it, but you knew you had to do it? Yeah. And I want to speak to that for just a second too, because I think being a good mentor, because I think a lot of us in, in midlife can really offer ourselves up as mentors. I think a lot of times we don't see ourselves that way, but it truly is such an amazing opportunity. And one of the things that I think perspective wise that we have in midlife that we don't have when we're younger is like, if we try to teach and we fail, who cares? <laughs> right? Well, it's not, you would care. <laughs> it's not, but I mean, really, if you think about it, like in the big picture of things, if it didn't work out, like we may both be upset, you may be embarrassed, whatever, but really it doesn't matter. What matters is that we try and do it. So we both know in that situation, it could have turned out badly, 
It can always turn out badly, right? Totally. (laughs) But what matters is that we all try it. And so I just recently, one of my mentors, Frank Kern, just recently asked me to speak to his group of non-life coaches, right? So you put me in, uh, in front of a bunch of life coaches or you put me in front of people that want life coaching, I can do that all day, every day. But you put me in front of a bunch of dudes that aren't as interested in life coaching as we are, right? That was, that could have gone badly, right? That yeah. could, I got up there talking about feeling, you know, we, we could have lost everybody in the room, but he was all in. He was like, talk. I said, what do you want me to talk about? You want me to talk about money? He's like, I want you to talk about the model. I want you to talk about coaching. I want you to talk about feelings. And I was kind of like, wow, that's a pretty big risk that he's taking with his audience. And it went over amazingly well and it was totally great, but very similar situation where you're kind of like, can I do this? Like, and especially this really speaks to that idea of your comfort zone, right? It's like, why am I going to go speak to a bunch of business people that may or may not like me when I could just talk to my people who love me for sure. And I will tell you that I think getting out of my comfort zone was really worth it in that situation because I had an impact on people I otherwise wouldn't have ever touched, right? And so it makes it so worth it. And had I failed and had it been terrible, I would have learned something from it. So I think, I think having those opportunities is amazing. But I also want to add, like, even if it doesn't turn out amazing, which it often does, but if it doesn't, it's still worth it. So yeah, worth it. yeah, I agree. I agree. I, and it did cross my mind. Uh oh, what if I suck at this? But yes, I don't know. I kind of felt. I knew that you trusted me. Mm-hmm. And I think that really is something like you wouldn't have asked. It's your school. Right. You don't want, right. <laughs> you don't want to have a yes. bunch of It's like you borrow my confidence a little bit, right? Yeah. And that's what I did with Frank too. I borrowed his confidence and, and then it would work. Yeah. And I did think that I'm like, well, she trusts me. She offered this to me. I must be trustworthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was Who good. Knew? <laughs> Exactly. Who knew? Um, so I want to draw your attention to something that you said once that blew my mind. And okay. I, I don't remember when exactly you said it, but I remember I, I heard you say it in person and I wrote it down and I just sat there and I was like, I may have asked you about it. It was in some kind of a class. So um, the quote is, inspiration and motivation are a bonus. You can't rely on them. Right. And like I said, I remember writing it down. I was absolutely floored. It never occurred to me that when you're creating something that you didn't have to be inspired. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wondered if you could just talk a little bit about that because honestly, that insight has changed my life because so oh much gosh. of what we're doing is creating. It's so true, right? Yeah. I had the same insight. I remember I, um, I used to listen to a lot to um, Abraham and they were always talking about being inspired and taking inspired action. So I spent like, I would say a good six months of my life waiting to be inspired. Exactly. (laughs) Where's the, I was like, is it at the door? Like what's happening? Why am I not feeling inspired? And it just literally non-functioning, not wanting to take any action that wasn't inspired. And then one day I realized, wait a minute, (laughs) feeling inspired is just a feeling that I create with my mind. It's not something that comes to me from the heavens. And Ever since I had that insight and I started taking action without feeling inspired or motivated, what I've noticed is that inspiration and motivation like to find you working. Have you ever heard that quote? You know? Oh. Yeah. It's like, oh, all of a sudden, once you start getting some momentum, then you get inspired to complete. Now, there are times when I've been inspired and that has fueled me through a project. But I actually think 
that's a problem because if you then rely on that, you're like, wait, now I'm going to wait for the next time that I'm super inspired. I think a lot of people fall into that um, kind of pattern of waiting to have like this amazing feeling every time they're doing something. And it just, it doesn't work. And, And what I have found more often than not is that I'm usually inspired by the work I've done after I've done it. Oh, rather than so, before. That's so good. But the thing that comes to mind right away uh, for me is blogging and writing. Yes. And so many of my clients are talking about, first of all, many of them forgot that they wanted to write until we start digging around in their childhood to, yeah. to remember what they loved. But so many people want to write and then are afraid to start or look, they're waiting for the lightning bolt of inspiration. And even when I started blogging, I didn't know my voice. And I know it's something that you encourage all of your new coaches to do is to just yes. start writing to find your voice. And that momentum does, I can totally see it. Not only do you find your voice, but you get inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful thing. Yes. And I will say, this is something that you've always um, done that I think is so inspiring and something that you can share as you as being a mentor, right? Because it's something that you probably don't even recognize in yourself. And there are times when you'll have a mentor that will give you suggestions and give you insight. And it may be kind of like in passing, right? Like, oh, you should write a blog or you should write a book or it'd be interesting to, you know, have you do that. And like people will say things like that too. And a lot of us just dismiss that, right? We'll say, oh yeah, whatever. I can't, I'm not capable of doing that. I'm not going to do that. That doesn't really apply to me. One of the things that you do is you actually take that to heart and you do those things. That's, that is the secret to the universe, in my opinion. And that's what makes, I think it's interesting that you say, oh, you're such an inspiring, good mentor to me. But here's what's true. And you really need to acknowledge this in yourself is like, I have been a mentor to lots of people, right? I'm available as a mentor to lots of people who haven't picked up those little breadcrumbs and applied them to their life mm-hmm. and had that. So I think a lot of times when we do that, we think, oh, isn't that amazing that she recommended that I did that? And I think what's even more amazing is that you actually did it. Oh, wow. Well, thank you for that. You're right. It's, you just assume that people do these things. Right. No, no. And I think it's, I think it's because of the comfort zone thing, right? It's like, I could say to you, Hey, I think it would be amazing if you taught a class and you could be like, Oh no, 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 no. I'm not capable of that. Or I'm not going to do that because it makes you feel really uncomfortable. Or you say, wow. Okay. Maybe I will do that. And then it changes your life when you do that. If you want a mentor to change your life, you have to actually like listen to what their suggestions might be and try them out, even though you can fail terribly. Yeah, you're right. Being open to failing is, uh, mm-hmm. and then one of my personal favorites is failing in advance. Yes. <laughs> Mine too, fail. by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's a beautiful one. It feels so good. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it feels familiar. So one of the things um, that is so interesting about mentorship, first of all, you, you don't always know your mentors personally, which mm-hmm. we've touched on a bit, and especially with the impact of your podcast. Right. You are a mentor to so many people that you don't know. And I have started to see that a little bit. Like when people book a, uh, a mini session, they want to talk to me, they want to learn more and maybe get coaching. And they've, they know the, the podcast. They yeah. know about my dog. They know about my little funny stories and my little idiot. Yes, yes. They know me. And so it's so weird. Um, 
when you are starting to understand that you have an impact in ways that you really aren't aware of. Mm -hmm. And that is, that's a part of mentorship that's hard to capture. I guess it just needs to be acknowledged. But the thing that I do like to think about is how important it is to understand how great it feels to help others Mm -hmm. by being a mentor. Yes. Yes. And it's not about, it feels great, but it's not even about, and I think this is important for anyone who is considering offering their mentorship. I think a lot of times we think, oh, we don't have anything to offer, right? We're not, I'm not Brooke Castillo with a podcast, right? I'm not a coach even, people might say, so I I can't be a mentor, but I want to say like just being 10 years ahead of somebody in life, just even 10 years ahead of someone is an incredible opportunity to be a mentor. And it's not about, is somebody acknowledging that you're helping them? It's just helping them. It's just offering your example and offering your, you know, and being a mentor doesn't mean you offer advice in the sense, I know what you should do with your life. It's more like offering opportunities in a way of taking action or thinking or feeling in a different way than maybe they hadn't before. And so what they do with that is totally up to them. And you can celebrate that they've taken something you've said and changed their life with it. But for me, it's, there's just so much joy in the sharing of it, in the sharing of my own experience and, and knowing and valuing that experience. And I think that's something we can all do in midlife, but, but we don't recognize it, right? Absolutely. And the thing about midlife is so much, is so many of us are craving something more, like we're looking for fulfillment Mm-hmm. And being a mentor and just sharing with no expectation that yes. anybody's going to do anything, it is fulfilling. And we do, like we've been around the block, we do have what to offer. Yes, so much to offer. And and I do think there's something, like you had asked me earlier, earlier, like why it's so important to keep evolving. I think when we write and when we speak and when we do podcasts, when we reflect on ourselves, we increase that awareness, which of that, which then kind of ignites our desire to, the way that I describe it is to become even more of ourselves. You know, I feel like midlife is when like we can set down the neuroses as much, right? We can stop worrying about all the things that we thought were important. And it's like, we now have the freedom to just like be who we really are meant to be. And, and I want to be able to like, at the end of my life, just be like, I laid it out. Like whether or not somebody agreed or I had haters or not, like I really tried to be the best version of myself that I could possibly be. And unfortunately, that means I'm going to be uncomfortable a lot of the time. Well, that's it. And that's one of the reasons I love this whole uh, framework that I use about regret proofing your life. Yes. So when I talk about it, it's like regret proofing your career, your contribution, yes. um, your uh, professional contribution, regret proofing your relationships with others and regret-proofing your relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I totally see that, that when you are looking for more meaning, you're looking for fulfillment, and it, you don't just have to go find it, you can also give. Yes. And giving in that way, uh, there, there's just a lot that you get back, especially yeah. in this area. I, I want to say too, I think one of the things that we miss out on as we get older is having someone be proud of us. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Right. I think as we grow up, we have lots of opportunities for our parents to be proud of us and our teachers to be proud of us. And then we get older and it's like, we're the ones being proud of our kids or our students, whatever. And so I think that that's something that we crave is that acknowledgement. And I really feel like having a mentor, like a deliberate mentor that you speak with physically, like 
is an opportunity for that. But I also think in some ways we can do that for ourselves, right? We can be proud and, and even mentors to ourselves in our own midlife. Yeah. You know, you had a big, a big accomplishment last year when you launched this new program, Self-Coaching Scholars. And I remember I loved being a part of it and watching you grow and, and just, I don't know. It was just, I felt like I was being such a cheerleader. I was like, go, oh my God, you figured that out. I love how this is unfolding. And as a tutor and being involved as a coach, I was like seeing what was happening. And then I remember, I think it was the one year anniversary. You sent out a uh, note in your weekly note Mm -hmm. and you talked about how proud you were of yourself. Yeah. I cried. Oh, nice. I was so (laughs) proud of you. Yeah. Proud of yourself. And I'm so glad you, you said that. Um, But I think I don't want anyone to misunderstand that you have to do something big and huge and public in order to be proud of yourself. You know, one of the most significant memories I have is setting a boundary with my mom, right? And it doesn't matter how old we get, right? (laughs) We still have like mother issues, so many of us. And I remember just setting a proper boundary with her and it was the most difficult thing I think I've ever done. And it was very loving when she did not respond well to it. And I remember walking out of there and just being like, girl, I am so proud of you. Like difficult conversations, telling people the truth, setting boundaries. And so um, it doesn't have to be something you know, like making a million dollars. It can be something like I just told someone the truth and um, and just taking a moment to acknowledge ourselves for you know, all of the things that we do and have done, right? Especially those of us that now sent our kids off into the world. Oh, scary times. Yeah. Uh, We just need to acknowledge ourselves like, hey, we just like launched a kid. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty awesome. That's pretty amazing. But so many of my clients, they don't acknowledge that they've done that. Like, I think that's extraordinary. Oh my gosh. When, when my first kid traveled on his own in, in Europe, yeah, freaking out. And I, I had to write a blog about it. <laughs> I was very proud of myself for managing my mind because yes. wow, that was, that was tough. Who would you say the first mentor that you had that really exposed you to life coaching work? Was it Martha Beck? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I didn't even know that um, life coaching existed until I saw Martha Beck on Oprah. And I was like, what is happening? Oh my gosh, this woman is talking about the future and she's talking about our careers and she's, you know, I always wanted to help people, but I thought I had to be a psychologist and think about the past. I didn't, and here's this amazing woman talking about the future and talking about creation and talking about our dreams and how important joy is. And so I was like completely sold. And then, you know, going through her training and getting mentorship from her on how to become a coach and yeah huge, huge, significant mentor in my life, Martha Beck, for sure. Yeah. And that's another example where like, I didn't know that you were going to become this for me. Right. Of course not. Yeah. You know that she, that you were watching Oprah. You had no idea that this would happen for you. So sometimes it is more um, obvious. Like we're like, okay, I need to learn this skill. I'm going to go find somebody who can help me with this skill. But other times it's just being very aware of either a need or what, I don't know, because I didn't really know what I was looking for, but I was aware of my feelings that something was missing. Yes. You know what? That is such a good point. I wasn't going around saying, I wish I had a mentor. Where can I find a mentor? Although 
that's not a bad thing to do. I wish I would have done that. Right. Yeah. But then when I, I didn't know that, like you said, I didn't know I was missing that. And then when I had it, I was like, yes. And I will tell you ever since then, I've always had someone in my life that could coach me because here's the thing. Like I'm a master coach. I'm very good at coaching, but I'm not, you know, a hundred percent perspective on my own life. Right. I need that external person to kind of help me look at my own brain. And so um, ever since then, I've always had that. I think it's imperative. I agree. And and that's how just knowing that I can have mentors now whenever I want them. So like I'm onto it. (laughs) Oh, if I work with somebody intentionally and then I get a lot of insight for them, I'm, I'm like glomming on more. Yes. What else can I learn from them? How can I get more into this world? And and that's so different. I mean, one of the things that I have really grown to appreciate with this new career, mm-hmm. uh, it's not so new anymore, but um, it's the community. And yes. I am so much more open now to diving into a community, to creating community, to um, just taking advantage of community. And before, I just didn't feel connected to a community mm-hmm. at all in the same way. And I wasn't around as many creative people on the same page. Yeah. And I, you know what? I think so many women in midlife experience that exact. They think we feel isolated. We feel like we've lost our community because we don't have the kids and the parent community anymore. And I will say like, I am obviously a huge fan of coaching, but I, I think this is like one of the first times in history where this opportunity has been available. Like you can hire a life coach who is genuinely so excited to talk to you and to be part of your life and to help you grow. That's their whole life's mission. Like I think that's, it's an incredibly exciting time to be alive that I can, I can hire you, Susie. And then next week we can get on the call and you're going to be so excited to hear about all my dreams and all my goals and all the things that I want to do in my life. And then I'm going to go out there and do them. And I'm going to come back and be so excited to tell you about them, which is very different than like a friend, right? Of course, who is always going to tell you that you're amazing, but will also tell you that you shouldn't do anything that's too risky and it could be (laughs) scary, right? Whereas a life coach. And so I feel like having that opportunity, it is kind of like you know, built-in mentors in a different way than, than has ever been available to us. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah, you're right. It really is. And watching clients um, be so ready mm-hmm. for that, just like I was so ready, but I just didn't know where to get that help. Yes. And so once somebody wants to be a client, they're ready. Oh my gosh. And it's so fun. And I think for me, I think there's a lot of people that don't even know what a life coach is and don't even know that they can hire someone. And so that's how I was with Martha. I was like, what is happening? Where do I sign up? How do I give this lady money? And how do I talk to her? And and I have a lot of clients that are like that too. They're like, I didn't even know I could hire someone to help me with my life. It's so great. So fantastic. We're like, wait, what? This is so great. And you know, I think part of the problem for some people is like, okay, should I invest money in having someone help me with my life? And I can just say like, I don't know, if you're a struggling at all, like you and I have both described, we have been like, there's no better money spent. There isn't because having someone help you get through whatever it is you're going through so you can be happier in your life. What is more important? Oh yeah, it's so true. And I'll just finish with one little story. I don't know if you remember me telling you this so far back, but um, when I got laid off from my job, Mm -hmm. I knew it was probably a gift. (laughs) 
<laughs> but when I was in that scary meeting, yeah. hearing all my options and, you know, oh, it felt horrible. And I couldn't hear my thoughts because my heart was beating out of my chest and I was sweating and it was just so scary. Mm. But I had this little thought in my mind that this was probably a gift. Mm. And I had been trying to understand life coaching opportunities at the time, but I was very overwhelmed because I didn't feel like I could even assess the different schools and the different mm. possibilities. And one thing there were several amazing things about my job, but one thing that was amazing was I was in an, a union and I had a bit of an education severance. Mm, nice. When I got the severance. It was the same exact amount of money as your tuition. What? It was the same. And oh my gosh. I felt That's like so when exciting. I found that out and I saw the check and it was the same amount, it was like the heavens started singing and I heard music and I was like, oh my God, this is exactly what I should do. And I didn't even... Like I wasn't one of your groupies then. I hadn't listened to all the podcasts and I was just slightly exposed, but I knew one of your coaches ah. and respected her and she helped me. And then I was like, you know what? I get it. I want it. Yeah. And that's what happened to me. But it's it just really striking to me that you just don't know where a mentor is going to come from all the time. But being yeah. ready to see what's going on and just be ready to pounce when you see something yes. that looks like a good fit, that's so important. And listening to all those signs and honoring all those desires and those little quiet voices and those little kind of you know coincidences, I think they all matter so much. And I think we get lost sometimes and we think we don't matter. It's so easy to start thinking that we don't matter and that none of those things are signs for us. And when we start thinking about, wait a minute, maybe the universe is conspiring for us, which it certainly was for you, right? And, yeah, totally. And for me too, the pleasure of being able to work with you. Like you think about had you not listened to that oh. little voice or acknowledged that, like we would have never met each other and we wouldn't have had like, like this is something to really think about, especially in a mentor-mentee relationship. Like it makes my life better. It makes your life better, which in turn makes everything better, right? It's like a compounding benefit because we're both better off because of it and everyone else we touch in our respective lives is better off because of it. Just because listening to that one little voice, I don't think that can be overemphasized. Oh my gosh, that's so true. Like I had a real hang up about learning in a way that wasn't traditional. Uh, I was specifically looking for a place in Toronto that I could study. Like, go, like a building. <laughs> yeah, building, walk in, yes. sit down. And I was very um, old school about yeah. it. And yeah. so that was really not letting me, once mm. I had to get over that. Yeah, <laughs> once I right. got over that, I was totally ready. So yeah, um, that's what happened. That's, that's a good message though, too. Like sometimes you just have to get over yourself, right? You have to be, this, I mean, this is a great way to end too, right? It's like sometimes if you want to change, you have to change, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like really think about it. It's like, I believe I should do this, 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 and this, and I have all these rules, but now I want to change. You have to be willing to let go of being, like you said, old school in order to embrace those new opportunities. They're not all going to work out as well as this one did, but some of them will. And so I think it's worth it. So true. I had no idea what I was getting into, but I am so happy. I <laughs> followed my heart. Brooke, I can't thank you enough for being my guest today and quite honestly for helping me change my life so that I could help so many other people change their lives too. It's, I have never felt uh, more 
rewarding. I'm in the most rewarding phase of my life, like yeah. in terms of professional contribution. And I couldn't think of a better way to celebrate the one year anniversary of the Women in the Middle podcast than with you. Oh my gosh, it is my honor. I'm so thrilled. Congratulations on one year. Holy cow. It's just going to be from here, sister. And you helped me name it. So thank you for everything. And I just can't wait to see what else you're going to teach me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's coming. It's coming. Can't wait. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for having me. That's it for this episode. Such a great topic, right? Brooke really changed my life. And the funny thing is, I didn't even know I needed her. (laughs) I feel so strongly, though, about the importance of mentorship in midlife that you will be seeing and hearing more on this awesome topic, including a few more interviews with other amazing women that I have had the pleasure of learning from. I think it's a perfect way to celebrate the one-year anniversary of Women in the Middle. I really hope you enjoyed my interview with Brooke and taking a closer look at the whole mentorship thing. For more information about the Life Coach School books and programs, make sure to check out the show notes at www.susierosenstein.com. And as always, if you're frustrated and want some more help yourself, you have come to the right place. As you may know, I help women just like you get excited about your life again. If you're stuck and not that happy about where you're at in your career or in another part of your life, it just might be time for you to focus on making that change that you've been thinking about. I offer a free 20-minute insight call and would love to hop on the phone and connect. If you're ready to get clear, get excited, and get going, let's talk. Life is just too short to waste time in a frustrated negative spin. You are not alone. Just go to www.susierosenstein.com and hover over the About tab and you will see Free Session on the drop-down menu. Click there and you can book straight into my calendar. Super easy, and I can't wait to talk to you. Let's do this, ladies, one amazing insight at a time. Thanks so much for listening.